Hey everybody, welcome to the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. I am your host, Paul Turner from thedisciplesproject.net. Uh, I have a great interview for you today. Uh, we did something new. I did this interview via Facebook Live. So if you hear me mention Facebook Live, it's because that's how we did the interview. And so I've decided to take the audio and share it with you uh, listeners out there. You can always catch the uh, Facebook Live version if you want to go to my Facebook page. You can just find me, Paul W. Turner, there on Facebook. Let's be friends. Uh, and you can watch it if you'd like to do that. Uh, or you can just stay here and listen to it. Either way, it's good information because Sean Tice is uh, is the director of lifefactors.org. And he has been working on the subject of uh, fatherlessness now for the past 10 years with his organization. And he does his best uh, he, to connect churches with his resources, training, and all manner of things that help churches lean into uh, the thing that is fatherlessness. And of course, this has a lot of meaning to me. Uh, I myself grew up without a dad. And so hearing this kind of information uh, to try to equip youth workers and churches to deal with the issue, uh, I was fortunate enough to have great youth pastors uh, in my life who helped me navigate life in uh, in light of this, uh, being without a father. Uh, and so today, I hope that Sean uh, lights a fire under you guys, uh, that if you're uh, wondering uh, how to um, how to deal with the subject of fatherlessness and all that. I think he's got some great information for you. So let's go ahead and jump in now with Sean and uh, see what he has to say. Uh, welcome in, everybody. I am now here with my guest, uh, Sean Tice. And uh, uh, Sean is a youth pastor down in Venice, Florida, uh, where he worked with students there. And Sean has a, uh, a ministry there as well, uh, where he talks and shares about fatherlessness and uh welcome into the facebook live and the podcast today sean excited to talk to you about this we've been doing this ministry for about 10 years now and so you want me to tell you about tell about it a little bit to your audience or yes okay. please tell me your journey uh as uh and tell us your your website lifefactors.org life factors that's yeah, lifefactors.org uh, yeah lifefactors.org and uh, tell us about your journey. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about your journey and why yeah. this ministry of fatherlessness is so important to you. Yeah. I, I was about uh, 10 months old. My dad left and uh, I've been, yeah, I was fatherless from 10 months old until, um, until, well, actually right after that, my grandfather stepped in, but I was fatherless. I didn't have a, my birth dad around. He left, we grew up in Pennsylvania, as I said earlier, but uh, he moved to Las Vegas where he was from his hometown and never came back. And so I was blessed to have some mentors, some grandparents who stepped into my life and then mentors, in my local church and kind of the mentors brought me the whole way through. I mean, they brought me the whole way through up through to uh, even college. And even to this day, I have a guy named Jim. That's uh, like a, my, like my dad, um, his name's Jim Beckenbaugh. And he just has filled the gap for me. And um, I'm just, what we're doing through this ministry is trying to help other um, teenagers, Children, young adults experience the same thing that I was able to experience. I mean, to be honest with you, I made mistakes. I, I've had struggles. I, I believe me, it has not been perfect. <laughs> but God helped me get through being fatherless. And uh, so in 2008, my wife and I started a nonprofit uh, ministry for fatherless families uh, to encourage them. It's called Life Factors Ministries, lifefactors.org. And what we do through Life Factors is we do four different things. We, we help fatherless families in four different ways. The first thing is spreading awareness. Um, a lot of people don't understand that a lot of our social issues that are happening in our country, such as homosexuality, abortion, drug and alcohol addiction, suicide, high school dropouts, you know, even overcrowded prisons um, with uh, the mass murders that are happening, even the Las Vegas shooter. A lot of these times, not all the time, but a lot of the times, these come from fatherless homes. 
And a lot of people, they get upset about these issues that are going on with, with uh, fatherlessness. They get upset about, oh, you know, gay marriage or abortion and stuff. And, but they don't understand that the root of the problem a lot of times is these kids are fatherless and they're growing up without a guide. They're lacking a guide in their life. They're lacking that dad. And then they end up falling into these things or partaking in these, these different lifestyles. And so we spread awareness about that. We also go in and engage people to get involved in churches and conferences and seminaries and schools and try to get people to get involved in these kids' lives. And so you want me to keep going, tell you tell more about our ministry or do you have any questions? Or? Well, let's go ahead and let's go ahead because I'm, I'm going to save time on the end for that for you okay. to go into all that. Okay. I want, actually, actually, it's actually baked into the questions here okay. because you're going to tell me in a little while how to connect with churches. But something uh, I'm sure people want to know, too, is how is it – and you mentioned some of these things, but how are you seeing fatherlessness, maybe even on a local level, how it's impacting communities? Maybe even your own community. Well, I mean, it's it's it is a national epidemic. We've estimated there's about 30 million fatherless individuals in the United States alone, and so it's I mean, it's impacting everybody. I mean, if you go into your community and you're seeing crime happen, and you're seeing um, you know even the Las Vegas shooting that happened, even the the school shooting shooting that happened down here in Florida, the people say he wasn't fatherless, but he actually was. He was he was adopted, and then his um, and then his dad died, and then his mom died. And so he, he had a lot of personal struggles. And so we're seeing it all over the country. And every time, to be honest with you, I'm kind of weird like this, but every time something like this happens, I Google like, okay, what was this person's home life like? Because about nine times out of 10, they, they grew up fatherless or they had a, some type of jacked up home life situation. And, but usually it's because of fatherlessness. And, uh, you know, James 127 talks about how, you know, pure religion and undefiled before God and the fathers is to visit the fatherless. Some uh, translations say orphan. Uh, but if you look at the root of that, it's talking about lacking a guide. And so when these kids are, you know, they're lacking one of their guides in their life, whether they're motherless, fatherless, or both, whether they are an orphan or, or motherless or fatherless, they're off balance. And so we see an off balance in their life. And if nobody comes in to fill that gap, to help fill that balance, they end up falling into all kinds of stuff. And so as Christians and as churches, our job is to help them out. And so we're seeing a lot of negative effects in our communities. And I, as I listed off earlier, it's happening. I mean, a ton of stuff's happening. You, if you don't see fatherlessness around you, you're not looking. I mean, honestly, it's, it's all, you're not news. paying attention. Yeah, exactly. You're not paying attention. I, and I agree because a lot of the struggles I see in our youth ministry and youth ministries I've been a part of is, is that these kids that are getting in trouble do not have um, that man in their life. Maybe that is, is help, you know, at the reins. Somebody's, the, 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 the horse is just running wild because there's, there's nobody guiding the horse. There's no, nobody's got a hold of the reins there at all. And um, what I'm finding, too, is uh, in these communities, in these places that we are seeing, I mean, I, just myself as an example, I mean, I grew up without a father. Uh, I, you know, my dad passed on when I was about eight or nine years old. And my mother, God bless her, was mm. ill-equipped. <laughs> she just was. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I mean, look, and I, this is nothing against, this is nothing against single mothers, single mothers, God bless single mothers mm -hmm. yeah. without them. We would be in a world of world of hurt, but my mother on a whole level was ill-equipped to deal with me as a young man. My mother, not every mother, my mother was ill-equipped to deal with that. And so, um, you know, and, and because of that, I went through my own series of this, you know, wild horse uh, episodes of just inability to have any reins. And for me, it was the same thing as with you is that I had, um, you know, youth pastors, camp counselors, guys that would have to supplement, you know, what was not there 
for me in my life. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm not even sure if I'm not even sure if at that time, I mean, I mean, I, I, that's the role I see, at least in my life, the role the church had in my fatherlessness was was to have a good youth pastor. That's a good role. But how are you seeing the church handle fatherlessness? You know, is it is the church doing a good job? Is it what else could it be doing to make a difference as you can see it? I mean, maybe you give me some examples of how churches are doing well or maybe what the churches aren't doing at all. Well, it just depends on church. I mean, some churches are uh, they're, they're doing their best to, to do what they can. But I think a lot of pa- pastors are going into this ill-equipped. I mean, they're just not sure how to minister to these families. And so they, you know, they're in Bible colleges and seminaries. They're not teaching about this. And so that's one thing our ministry is trying to change is we're going to we're working on going into colleges and seminaries and stuff and talking about these issues because, these pastors, you know, which is great. They grow up in good homes a lot of times, not all the time. I mean, you and I are the example of that, but a lot of times they grow up in decent homes and then they're just not sure how to help these families. Or they know one situation like me, I grew up without a dad and I grew up with my grandparents, but they don't know the other situation. So they're just not sure how to, how to deal with them. So there's a lot of gaps between fatherless families. Some churches out there are doing a great job. They have mentoring programs set up. They, they're trying to help the fatherless or they're working to do what they can, but there's always room for improvement on it. And we've found that fatherless ministries is organic. It's an organic thing. It's not something you can put in a box. It's not something that you can be like, you have to do it exactly this way or, or this way. It's more of a take each relationship at a time. And that's kind of how we, we do it. That's how we do it at our, our, our ministry. We try to help each individual kid um, in a different way. Uh, and that's how we encourage other churches to do it in an organic way, not, not in a box, not, you know, I don't want to put it, you know, Big Brothers Big Sisters is a great program, um, but they're, they're struggling to find mentors because they put it, it's honestly, it's all in a box. You know, it's, it's you do it exactly this way is how it has to be done, which they have to do that with background checks and everything. But in the church, we have a little bit, you know, have a little bit of an ability because their kids are already here. They're already at church. You can, you know, maybe spend some time with them while they're here. Um, but, and, and the thing is, every home's different. Every family's different. Every church is different. And so there's some churches out there doing a great job. Some of them not, aren't doing anything. And mo- the majority but, aren't doing anything, let's be honest. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Yes. Let, let's be honest. They're not doing, they're not, but what would you recommend then? What, I mean, other than having life factors in yourself come into the church and teach them all about what to do in these cases there, but maybe you have some general principles. Cause I look, I having grown up without a father when I was 22, 23, 24 years old and I was youth pastoring, I had a con- immediate connection with somebody who, but that's just my background. That's, mm-hmm. that was, that worked out for me, but you got guys that, you know, maybe they come from great families. Maybe they, you know, they don't have a lot of ton of issues as far as that goes. What are some general principles though, that churches could, could even begin to grasp or at least wrap their arms around to at least starting to address some of the issues that are in their own community or in their own church. Let's start with that. I mean, the community is one thing, but I mean, at least addressing fatherlessness in their own church. Yeah. What I would do, and this is what I recommend is uh, doing a community evaluation and basically who's in your church right now and do an evaluation on those families. What kind of kids do we have? Do we have one single mom? Do we have 10 single moms? Do we have a couple grandparents raising their grandkids? Do we have a couple of fatherless children, a couple of fatherless teen girls, guys? And you have to kind of figure out who you have first. Do an evaluation on your church. Even if it's a small church or a large church, do an evaluation, figure out what you have, and then you kind of go from there to kind of tailor the needs that you have. So if you have like a bunch of fatherless teen girls, uh, you don't want that to be head up by the youth pastor. I mean, you want that to be a, a ministry that is run by the youth pastor with his wife and with 
other women and it'd be a safe program for them. Because honestly, there's a lot of disgusting things happening in our churches with girls being taken advantage of. And, and a lot of times these girls are the ones that are vulnerable for that. So we have to protect them in that. So really, I, it begins with an analysis of who's in your church and what you're dealing with. And if you don't have any, any fatherless kids in your church, um, look in your community, maybe do like a, a map, you know, a couple miles around your church, five mile radius and just be like, okay, what kind of families do we have around here? Do we have a bunch of grandparents raising their grandkids? Okay. We have that. That's an outreach we can do. Let's go ahead and have a grandparents raising grandkids ministry and, and invite them in, give them a free dinner, do free babysitting for them and give them a session on encouraging them that they can help these kids make it. Um, and there, I mean, there's ways you can do that. We offer that in our online training, trying to help churches. And I'm not trying to sell it, but I mean, we're, we're just so passionate about no, no. helping them. So we have, please a, we do have a, because, because yeah. yeah, please do, because there's so many that, that need to know that this is a resource that's available to them. Because a lot of you pastors are sitting around going, I, who am I going to call for this? Yeah. I have no, no way of, you know, implementing this. Yeah. That's the thing. And there might be somebody in your church that is passionate about it and they might be willing to do it. I mean, I just talked to a youth pastor the other day and he said his, his mom is heading up a single mom ministry and she was a single mom. And so there might be somebody that, you know, in your church that's passionate about the topic that they've been discipled. They know how to, they can run the ministry because you don't want to give it off to somebody that's not a new Christian that's totally new and wet behind the ears. They have no idea. You want to give it to somebody yeah. that's you know very experienced, but I mean, there's so many different ways you can do fatherless ministry, whether it's, as I said, grandparents raising grandkids, a single mom ministry, working with uh, fatherless teen girls, teen guys, fatherless children. It just depends on your situation. And that's how we try to try to recommend to churches. Look at your situation, figure, figure out what you have, and then you can kind of do a custom type of thing and don't, don't make it in a box. Okay. This is what our church can handle. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you make a, you make a such great point too, Sean, because fatherless guys, fatherless girls, there are two different ways of handling those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I would not, I mean, God, you know, has helped me out and you know, where you deal with, uh, young ladies in your church, you're, you're scared to do anything about that. You just don't want to, you don't even want to go near it. You're like, man, I got no answers for this young lady because of various reasons, uh, where you, where, you know, if your wife wants to get involved and things like that. So you just make a great point. Uh, you know, youth pastors, you need to get your wife involved in those, some of those situations where you're not, uh, taking on daddy roles yeah. that you don't need to take on. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so let's get into that then. Let's get into let's get into where your organization and lifefactors.org does this work here. How does when you come in, the first thing you said, you said you do uh, you help the church do an assessment of what they have and, and what they're doing. Give me some other things. Kind of walk me through the process to if somebody on this, uh, you know, whether through the podcast or through Facebook Live here says, OK, so what can I expect that if I bring uh, Sean in and what is this process going to look like? How are we going to how are we going to? do a better job. Well, we're able to, I mean, we can cater our speaking to a couple different ways and we've been doing this for 10 years now. So we were able to do family conferences. We can do, um, a single mom's events. We can do grandparents, raising grandkids events. We can do a, uh, public school assemblies in your local public school and then do like a teen event at the end of the week. Um, where it's just more general messages. Um, but really, you can do it. You can have us come in and speak, or we can do it another way where you can just go on our, our fatherlessministry.com. We created this whole training site, uh, fatherlessministry.com, that we really was for our partner churches because 
we felt like we were getting becoming partners with churches and not giving them anything in return. And so we created this website that is fatherlessministry.com and churches can either sign up and pay monthly for it, or they can be a partner church, just take us on as a missionary. And what they get in return is, I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. And they get a lot of stuff in return. They get six main topics. So we have fatherless children, mentoring, grandparents, raising grandkids, fatherless teen girls, fatherless teen guys. And then we have a couple bonus topics like blended families, divorced families, motherless families, stuff like that. And in each one of those topics, the six main topics, we have master classes, uh, video master classes. We have ministry guides that talks about you know, what it is to be like in these families and be in these situations to help you understand them. It, we give practical tips and ministry on how to, to do ministry in this way. We give our PDF downloadable books. So you can download our children's books. Like we have, uh, just give you some ideas. We have a teen girls devotional book. My sister and I wrote together on, on growing up as a teen girl. It's a 30 day journey. You can use that as a small group, a mentoring guide. You can use that as a, um, as a resource to just give them as a devotional book. We have a one for single moms, same thing, 30 day journey. It's got a bunch of small group discussions in it. And then we also have a uh, one for teen guys and this has my stories in it. Um, and these are downloadable in the site for free. You can print them off as many times as you want and, and give them out to the kids in your church. We also have our children's books in there too. We have Paul and Penelope, the mother, I'm sorry, Daniel, Daniel, the fatherless dinos. Uh, shows them that they can have a heavenly father. We have Paul and Penelope, the motherless penguins, and shows them that they can have a, uh, you know, that God loves them because a lot of motherless kids, they feel unloved and they lack security in that. Um, and then the, uh, the Eli and Ella, the little elephants, this is for foster care and orphan kids. And we're going to be having a bunch more of these books coming out. We have stuffed animals to go with these. So like, if you know of a kid that's going through that, you can get an elephant and a little book and give it to them, encourage them. Same with the, uh, the dinosaurs and the, the penguins. Um, so that's, that's kind of the resources we have in that site. And we can, um, then we also have expert interviews of people that are experts in these topics because we don't claim to know everything about this. And so we have expert interviews right. with different authors and pastors and stuff that are experienced with these issues. You can go in there and listen to those MP3 files. And then lastly, uh, another thing we offer is we give everybody that signs up, we give them a $30 promo credit every month for our online store. So they can go and they can buy um, – they can get children stuffed animals. They can get God is my dad T-shirts. They can get – devotional books, children's books, every month, $30 worth of stuff, and we ship it to them for free at their church. And so we're just trying to help churches do a better job of, of reaching fatherless families. As I said, I grew up without a dad, so I'm just really passionate about this. And uh, we're just doing what we can to help help churches get involved because we've seen a huge gap between fatherless families and churches, and that's why we have such an epidemic of uh, social issues in our country, and a lot of them coming from fatherless homes. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, our start training site, fatherlessministry.com. Um, it's, a, it's a ministry that is created for anybody that partners with us that gets it for free, but then we also we charge a monthly fee. You can sign up on the website for that. Give, and give the website again. Where can they go to get that? Fatherlessministry.com. Okay. Because I also saw a website, God is my dad. God is my dad. I yeah. I heard you That's another thing. Yeah. God is my dad right there. God, call, keep calling because God is my dad. That's a resource for fatherless families directly. Because um, when we've been doing ministry, we were trying to convince pastors for several years, hey, got to do something about this. Got to do something about this. And it was like we were banging our head against the wall. I'm just being honest. And um, as, after I became a pastor myself, I've been a youth pastor for over five years now. After I became a pastor myself, I realized, oh, they have a ton of other people pushing things at them. And so I understood why it felt like that. So that's why we started creating things that could partner with them and help them you know, do easier ministry, but also going right at the fatherless and trying to encourage them. And so we have 
GodIsMyDad.com. It's an app you can download from the Google Play or Apple Store. And what's in there is videos from Christian ministry leaders to encourage fatherless families. We have um, where they can share their story and they can read stories of others. We have in there um, how-to videos and articles that they can read and watch. Um, we have a devotional book coming out for on there. And we also have uh, merchandise too. God is my dad stickers. We have God is my dad t-shirts. We have um, lanyards. We have, uh, and if they share the story, they get a free lanyard. We'll mail it to them. We have uh, um, our books on there. Just, just trying to make a, a brand of God is my dad. I can have safety in God. I don't have to live in fear because God's my dad and really just pushing that on. Cause honestly, that's what saved my life. God became my dad and helped me. And so we're just trying to help others with this. I would love to have had something like this when I was a teenager, to be honest with you. I was going to say you, we're born out of time, Sean, because I mean, we're born, we're, we're, you know, I needed you to have this ministry like, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, you know, when I was, you know, uh, a young man and I needed you then, but, <laughs> but, but like you said, though, the, the local church is doing the best at what, it, at what it knows how to do. It's, it's trying to figure itself out. It's trying to meet needs. And if it wasn't for youth pastors, if it wasn't, I, I mean, cause I had three really good youth pastors in my life who walked me through processes, who helped me with difficult things, uh, you know, that, uh, that I would not otherwise, by the grace of God, would not have otherwise been able to do that. So, I think, first of all, I would say that uh, churches, you need to hire yourself a good youth pastor who can, yeah. who can do that. Um, you know, I remember, too, and it just always stuck with me. I can't, and I, I wish I could remember his name now, but the former leader of, of, uh, uh, of uh, I think, TBN, and he had wrote a book that the state, the, the book uh, title always stuck with us is I had no father but God. Mm. And, uh, and in reality, that's, you know, for guys like me who grew up, I mean, I knew no other no. I mean, when I read verses in Psalms, where it says that God is a God to the fatherless. When I when I read things like that, man, that that quickened me. That quickened my spirit mm-hmm. because that's where I had to find new identity. I says, okay, if I don't have an earthly father and I got a bunch of mentors, where can I look then to to find then the source of who's going to guide me now? And that's true. Even as I mean, maybe you've discovered this. Even as I get older, right? I'm turning fifty this year. And I couldn't be more grateful that God is my father because because of because there's you know the older you get the you lose those father figures to some degree. I mean, when you're young, everybody wants to help you. When you're 50, you're like, come on, man, you got to figure this out. Like, mm-hmm. no, don't leave me. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know don't leave me. I still need help. But the good thing is that God is still our father. Yeah. That even that that wound never goes away. Yeah. In reality, because you don't have somebody to pick up that phone and go, hey, you know, I'm 50 and maybe you're even you're 75 dad right now or whatever. But, um, you know, you still need those. I mean, for the long haul, for the long journey mm-hmm. uh, that you're going to have in your whole life, that that's a thing that just never goes away for you. I mean, do you find that to be true for your own life? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've been actually doing a lot of, uh, I guess, say research, but in, in my devotions, I've been focusing on that a lot. I've been reading the book, uh, John Eldridge called Father by God. Um, mm-hmm. great resource. And then I also, there was a devotional on you version on the Bible app that's called wild life. And I recommend it for anybody that's listening to this. That's, you know, kind of dealing with lack of security as a man and trying to figure out as a dad. I mean, honestly, cause it tells John Eldridge in there and that, I didn't know much about him before I started reading that book and then doing this. I've never read wild at heart. I know that's terrible, but I, I, I know that's, a, I never read what? it. I never read it, but it's, it's, but I'm starting to be a John Eldridge guy because I mean, he talks about how we just need to embrace being sons and daughters of God. 
and let God yeah. father us. And I just, I love that concept because I struggled with that for years. You know, I have mentors, but there's still that, a little bit of that hole in me. It's like, man, I, you know, I wish I had been taught this or that when I was younger and I feel insecure and I feel inferior to other, you know, to other men and different people. And, you know, I don't need to feel like that. God's my dad and God's going to provide for me. God's going to guide me. God's going to bring into the, my life, the, the, uh, stability, the resources that I need, the encouragement that I need, if I just rest in him. And that's really something God's been working on my heart lately about. Well, that is a great word. And anybody, if you're listening to this via the podcast or watching via the Facebook Live, uh, all the all the links, everything else, I will put all that in the show notes for the podcast and down below for the Facebook Live. So you'll be able to reach Sean and hear about these resources. Let's go back to the local youth worker real quick. Because once again, local youth workers are not psychotherapists. They're not psychologists. They're not, uh, they're, they don't have any kind of, like you said, they're not being taught in seminaries, seminaries or Bible colleges or things like that. Everything is very much experience driven of where they're at in their life. What are some simple things that a youth pastor can do that if he has kids who are fatherless in his youth ministry, what are some general principles of a, of a way? Because I know sometimes youth pastors can be super eager, right? They can be like either super like, hey, dude, I want to be in your life and all this. And maybe that's a little freaky, a little weird uh, for maybe that kid. It's like, hey, okay. Uh, but, but maybe you have some simple tips for the youth worker right now. It says, look, I grew up with a dad. I have a great family, various things. How do you suggest that they approach the, the issue of fatherlessness uh, in their own youth ministry? Well, I mean, I would start with making sure you're, I mean, obviously most youth pastors do this, but get to know those kids that are coming every Wednesday, get to know those kids. I mean, let, let them talk to you and kind of figure out what kind of home are they coming from? I mean, you know, are they coming from a fatherless home? Is it a, you know, back and forth between mom and dad type thing? Because um, yeah, there's so many different situations, as I said before. I mean, you come across so many yeah. things as a youth pastor. And so be sensitive to those different types of, of relationships that they have at home and kind of figure yeah. it out. Also, while you're doing that, you know, try to figure out ways you can in your community. Because, you know, some schools will let you come in for lunch. That's a great opportunity to go in and sit with a kid one-on-one in a secure environment you know because we're being told even now like don't ride alone in the car with even a couple teenagers at one time i mean insurance companies are saying don't so you look for those opportunities that you can go and and be with those kids but on a safe place uh like our middle school here will let us come in and have lunch and in this outside area where it's still there's cameras and it's all secure but we can go we can speak one-on-one to those kids if we want to and Look for those opportunities where you can go and pour into that kid's life. I mean, just easy opportunities like that, as simple as having a lunch. Go take those, uh, you know, take a, the kid a Starbucks frap or something, and he could be the kid with the Starbucks frap at lunch, you know, they, and they feel like they're cool. You know what I'm saying? They or bring them a box of tacos. I mean, honestly, and, and just do it like once a month, you know, and just be, be in their life. Just simple ideas like that. Um, and, and, and don't ignore that they, they are fatherless because they want to talk about that. They want to, they want you to recognize them, not, not bringing it up in front of everybody, but they want you to go to them individually and talk to them about their individual situation. Cause they want to know that you care about what they're going through. So don't be scared about that. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, we, we, people have, you know, maybe children that have, um, you know, taken their life or have passed away or. And you find out that, that people are scared to go and talk to them about that situation. 
Um, and that's the same with these kids. You know, maybe their dad passed away. Maybe their dad lives in another state. Maybe their dad's incarcerated. Maybe their dad lives down the street and doesn't care about them. They want to talk about that. And they want to ask your advice on that. They want to ask you questions about that. They want to be involved in that. So don't be scared to bring it up. I mean, honestly, don't be scared. And just go to them, straight to them. And then I know if you, maybe you didn't grow up fatherless, you might be nervous about the situation. Don't treat them like they're weird. But don't be afraid yeah. to discuss what they're dealing with because they need to talk to somebody about it. Makes sense. Right. I would start there. Just start building that organic, like I said, that relationship. Don't make it fit yeah. into a box. I've tried that before where I was like, we're going to start a mentoring program at our church and we're going to – yeah, it doesn't work. It, doesn't, it didn't work. I mean at least for us it didn't work. Some places they sure. have the resources. They have tons of volunteers. They have tons of resources yeah. to do that. The average church doesn't have that, and so we have to do what we can. Right, and I think you make such a good point there too. I think, I think genuine curiosity – Right. Say, look, if I'm from a healthy home, I come from a help me understand yeah. where, where can I best serve you? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. so many times the you know, youth pastor sadly has to play the hero uh, like as if they have all the answers. And the best approach is to not have all the answers. The best approach is to say, look, man, I, I have zero idea where you're coming from. I, I am I am lost in that. And I and I want to help. Just tell me your story and, and where can I fit in on that? I, I'm not trying to be anything or be anybody. I, I'm just trying to be a dude that's, you know, just trying to be helpful if I can. And if the only thing I can do is listen, then that's the best thing I can do is just listen to you. Tell me your story of, you know, what's going on and, and how I can be a part of that uh, if I can, if, if how I can be any assistance to you. Say, look, if you need help, you know, there's so many kids, too. There's another another, you know, you're talking about all these various conditions. You know, you can have a man in your house and still be fatherless. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've mean, seen I, that many times. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's that's the I think that's almost the almost. I mean, the, the hardest version of that, because the others are all cut and dry. Yeah. They're all the, the other ones are. That's evident. That's yep. there. The problem is that when a kid has a dad in the home, but they're still fatherless. That's yep. not training them up. That's not helping them out. That's not giving them, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the things they need. I had a young man last night uh, share in uh, in youth group. He, he's from a program and he came in and talked about this struggle with his dad that he had no idea what love was. He had zero idea what love was because his dad treated him like such garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's his image of a father. That was his image of of what a father does and it, it, it shames you and embarrasses you. And you are then completely lost as to then your own self to say, what kind of father am I going to be? What kind of man am I going to be? What kind of husband am I going to be? And, um, and so it's like, like you said, man, all these vary across the, across the spectrum as far as, you know, what kids are in. And so, but Sean, I want to say that first of all, I want to say thank you for, uh, you know, joining me. We, we worked on this trying to get this together, but, <laughs> Uh, uh, this interview together, but man, I'm telling you what, in this short amount of time that we've spent together, I, I just think if a youth pastor will, will at least get in touch with the organization, at least see what you have to offer. Uh, I'm telling you what, I think youth workers and churches can up their game a little bit, Oh yeah, whatever yeah. they can handle, whatever they can do. There's enough that you have, I think from the smallest church to the largest church, they can find something to help. Yeah. Even if it's a youth worker individually who says, I want to help. I love that you have. I have so many uh, friends of mine who are foster parents who could benefit from having that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a storybook, right? It's just yeah. something you read to kids, yeah. right? Yep. Wow. So powerful. What a what a resource to have just for, for foster families to have that book in the home that, 
you have that kid for a short amount of time. My wife and I were were short term, uh, uh, you know, caretakers, if you will, or, or, or in the foster system for a short time for a specific incident. Man, I wish I would have had that book. I wish I would have had that book to read to that kid during that time to say, look, let me impart something to you, something really simple that will uh, affect some other things. So as we wrap up here, Sean, just tell a little bit about tell uh, how can they contact you both on your website, things like that, but also on social. Maybe they want to hit you up here on Facebook okay. or other places, uh, how they can continue the conversation with you to talk about this uh, Really, really important issue. Okay, yeah. Um, you can go to lifefactors.org. That's our main website. We started Life Factors Ministries about 10 years ago, and so that's our that's our hub of information. And then we have godismydad.com off of that. We have um, fatherlessministry.com off of that. You can email me at Sean Tice, S-E-A-N, like Sean Connery. That's what my dad named me after. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, Sean Connery. S-E-A-N. T-E-I-S. Well, your dad left you with one good thing, Yeah, there you right? go, exactly. <laughs> the, the, the Sean, S-E-A, he was, hey, he was a big, I guess he was 007 fan, I don't know. But uh, S-E-A-N-T-E-I-S at lifefactors.org. Or you can message me on Facebook. Uh, you can message one of our pages. We have God is My Dad page on Instagram, on Facebook. And we also have a Life Factors page. It says Life Factors, and it says Leading um, uh, Fatherless Families to the Heavenly Father. And so you can like those pages, and we, we put out content on those. Uh, but that's, our, that's really our main I have Twitter, but I really, I still don't really use it. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just not my thing. But if you want to write me on Twitter, maybe I'll find it eventually. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's how it's, how you can get a hold of me. But yeah, check out our stuff. And if you want to uh, message me for a promo code, I'll give you, you know, I don't have anything with like official right now, but I can send you like a, a 15% off coupon code for our fatherlessministry.com. If anybody's interested, um, I'll email it to you or message you on Facebook with it and we can get started and, getting fatherless ministry going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sean, thanks again. Appreciate you being here on Facebook live and via the podcast. If you're listening to this via the podcast, uh, by the way, I want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, appreciate you being a part. Be sure that if you uh, enjoy this podcast, please go ahead and buy iTunes, go by there and leave a little review, uh, leave some stars. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and uh, don't forget to uh, share it with somebody. And that way uh, people can be a part of the podcast, just like you are a part of the podcast today. And that's it for today, guys. I appreciate you guys being here, and I will talk to you guys next time.